AMA 50 KFUO. We are worldwide at KFUO.org. I'm Gary Duncan. It's time now for our moment in scripture with Pastor Matt Clark of Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. Hi, Matt. Hi, Gary. Thanks for having me with you. We finished up Nahum. Uh, we read Habakkuk. We read Zephaniah and Haggai, right? That's exactly that. right. That's a mouthful. <laughs> it's not, yeah, don't make me say that fast. So what would you like to highlight in our reading? Yeah, thanks, Gary. So yeah, I, again, always encourage our listeners to read along with us, and uh, we'll, we'll give you a heads up on next week's reading too. But for these minor prophets, sure, just a few chapters long, but yet really have meaning for today. Um I think one thing I wanted to mention for our listeners, too, is this is an important part of God's word. The minor prophets are are certainly uh, Holy Spirit-inspired words uh, that we should know and learn and read and, and that we benefit from. But I would say if you are uh, talking to someone who might be a new Christian or interested in what Christians believe, uh, these are probably not the first books of the Bible they should read. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, steer them toward one of the Gospels, maybe. <laughs> Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Yeah. Uh, you know, or even the book of Genesis, you know, eventually where you have that history of, you know, the, the creation and, and all those those big events mm-hmm. uh, that happened there uh, as promises of the Savior are made. Um, the minor prophets, yeah, get wait, wait on those. Wait until you maybe have a little broader knowledge of, of the Bible and God's word. Uh, so as we as Christians read through these books, uh, yeah, we, we can we can learn from them as they're placed in that broader context of the Old Testament. Uh, so I wanted to focus specifically on uh, Habakkuk uh, today as we, we meditate on that, reflect on that a little bit uh, here on this Friday, um, because I think that the book of Habakkuk, out of the three books that we read, perhaps it has some really direct connections to, to today and, and even what's happening in our world today as well. So the book of Habakkuk, uh, just a, a few chapters long, um, just three chapters long. What is unique about it? A couple different things. One of those is Habakkuk really never addresses as a prophet the people of Israel directly. And, and that's that's very rare uh, that a prophet would be writing, and it's really not directly to, to Israel. Um, he's writing in a style that's really addressed to God. And then God then responds to Habakkuk. So it's kind of interesting, almost like a, a conversation between Habakkuk and God, and we get to listen in on it. So that's, that's unique and kind of neat. Um, as Habakkuk talks to God, though, it's mostly complaining. <laughs> it's mostly complaining <laughs> to God, and specifically complaining about the Assyrians and their oppression, and even some of the oppression from of the kings of, of uh, Israel themselves and Judah, uh, but but mainly the oppression of the Assyrians. And so just to get a feel for that, these are the opening verses of uh, Habakkuk, beginning with verse 2, this complaint that he has. He says, Oh Lord, how long, how long shall I cry for help? And you will not hear or cry to you violence and you will not save. Why do you make me see iniquity and why do you idly look at wrong?" Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. And he goes on. So again, uh, oh Lord, how long shall I cry for help? So you hear just the exasperation in Habakkuk's words. You know, things aren't good. There is war. There's conflict. How long, oh Lord, is this going to go on? Um, which I think really causes us to, to ask the question, is that okay to do? <laughs> is that okay to complain to God? And, and yeah, it is. 
um, when we have those kinds of questions like, how long, O Lord, or why is this happening? You know, that's the right place to go is to the Lord. Uh, go to the Lord in prayer. Uh, search out God's word and his will and his holy word. Um, the problem is when we have those those questions of why and when we have those conflicts, uh, to to avoid the Lord, right? Um, that's the problem. But even the book of Psalms, we see that too. Bring it before the Lord. Bring it before the Lord in prayer. Um, and that's what Habakkuk does. And then the Lord answers. Uh, the Lord answers and he says, I'll look among the nations and see, wonder and be astonished. For am I uh, not doing a work in your days that you will uh, believe? Uh, for behold, I am raising the Chaldeans that a bitter and hasty nation. Uh, so in other words, God is raising up the Babylonians, the Chaldeans, and uh, the Assyrians will be defeated. Uh, eventually, the Babylonians even defeat the people of Judah. But uh, God is saying, hey, I know what's going on. I'm listening. I hear your complaint. It's not falling on deaf ears. Uh, Habakkuk, you've gone to the right place. Um, so I think from the, the book of Habakkuk, you know, one of the things we learn is uh, that God works uh, even in the midst of evil circumstances, sometimes even through bad circumstances for our good. Um, I think of especially uh, the cross uh, where Jesus dies. I mean, that that seems evil. The Son of God is dying. That is bad. That's terrible. Uh, he's put to death unjustly. And yet, God works the greatest of all good through that event on Good Friday. That he works the salvation of the world uh, through Jesus' innocent blood shed for us. And our sins are washed away. So, yeah, God can work good even out of bad, even out of evil circumstances. And, and we see that in the book of uh, Habakkuk. I want to skip to the very last part of Habakkuk, Gary, of chapter 3, uh, verses 17 through 19. And so the, the land has been kind of ravaged here. Uh, you can see the effects of war, and it, it's not good. And yet Habakkuk still has this word of hope. So he writes these words, beginning in verse 17. Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be in it on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on my high places." So I think that's pretty remarkable that, you know, this acknowledgement that, yeah, the land is is war-torn. And even though the, the fig tree doesn't produce figs, uh, the olives, are, plants are failing, even though sheep are cut off from the fold, even still, I'll rejoice in the Lord. Yep, I'll, I'll have joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord is still my strength. And what a, what a statement of faith that even when things are bad, even when the land is devastated, yet still a trust and joy in the Lord. And, you know, it, it causes me to think of what's going on in Ukraine right now, too. Right. Um, that, boy, that land is war-torn, uh, buildings destroyed, even civilians, sadly, uh, killed. Uh, and yet, we have these images uh, that, that's been shared about the people of Ukraine uh, still uh, trusting the Lord. Uh, I, I got to watch a video of Christians gathered for shelter in an underground subway station, and yet they're praying and singing hymns. <laughs> Even in, as they're seeking shelter from bombs, uh, they still realize that their strength is in the Lord. They still have a joy in the Lord. Um, and we pray that, oh, Lord, grant that to us too. Uh, no matter what our circumstances are, whether it's peacetime or war, uh, whether it is a winter or spring, 
uh, whether it's uh, sorrows in life or joys in life, Lord, grant us a trust in you. Uh, grant us to look to you in all things. And we see that in Habakkuk uh, and the people of Israel in this case, especially in chapter 3. But we also see that you know, perhaps today too, uh, even among the, our brothers and sisters in Christ uh, in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Would you like to lead us in prayer as we wrap up this segment? Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, Lord God, we uh, ask that you would help us in times of trouble, uh, times when we even complain, uh, to bring those troubles to you. Uh, Lord, we ask that you would grant us a trust in you in all circumstances. Lord, we thank you for those times that even out of uh, bad circumstances, you still work good. Uh, We ask that you would help us always see the greatest good that you work through your son's death on the cross. Lord, we we pray for those in Ukraine, that you would guard and defend those, especially those who are civilians, uh, those who are in harm's way. We ask for peace in that part of the world. And we also ask, Lord, that you would uh, sustain those who are there in faith. In Jesus Christ, their Savior. We pray this in his name. Amen. Amen. What are we reading for next week, Matt? All right. Yeah, we invite folks to follow along as we go through Zechariah. So Zechariah uh, chapters 3 through 8. We're almost out of the Old Testament. So hang in there. Zechariah chapter 3 through chapter 8. Okay. Chapter 3 through chapter 8 of Zechariah. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, you're welcome, Gary. We are the messenger of good news. You can find us at uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and our talk programs, including this segment, wherever you get your podcast. Search out KFUO Radio, and of course, you find everything on our app. So just go to your app store and download the KFUO app.